What's good basketball fans, the Hoop Dreams are back again. It's been way too long, but backed by popular demand. There are trades, there are signings, basketball is legal again in the UK. Everything's popping off, Chikudi. How are you doing, my guy? I'm doing good, man. I didn't know basketball was, was legal. I'm sure you you took full advantage of that so far. <laughs> oh, I'm about to take advantage okay. of it, man. I'm in my shorts and my Celtics training jersey. I'm about to go hit the court as soon as we finish this podcast, man. I'm excited. Nice, nice. Yeah, man. I mean, for you, Pauli coming back soon, though? You're going to make a return to the pitch? What's I, it? I need to, because, I mean, I'm not fit at all right now. When, I don't know anything about these dates. Like, when when's, when's this supposed to be going now? I need to... <laughs> I think... Yeah, I, I'm going to hook you up. Don't worry, I'm going to hook you up. I'm, I'm going to bring you in. I need I to, yeah. I, I haven't done any form of exercise for a long time, so... <laughs> Bro, I haven't even gone to collect food. Like, every food I've, I've, I've had has been delivered to my door <laughs> Like I'm in awful shape right now and I'm glad this is an audio only podcast so the fans can't see that we may have let ourselves go a tiny bit but <laughs> it's all good man um, yeah big big week in the NBA man a lot of moves happening yeah. a lot of buyouts a lot of trades the trade deadline is always kind of an exciting time sometimes it's a lot of kind of smoke without fire um, this year there was a bit of that but there also were some, some crazy moves that, that reshaped the league I don't like it when people say oh they've reshaped the league for years to come it's just for this year, really. <laughs> yeah. but but it's still exciting. So um, yeah, man, just um, initial takeaways from 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 the trade deadline and the signings. What are you thinking, man? Like, what, what caught your eye? Um, obviously, the stuff that got announced over the past couple of days. Drummond is yesterday. Drummond announced that he's going to be playing for the Lakers for the rest of the season. Uh, Aldridge is going to be uh, signing with the Brooklyn Nets. On top of them having uh, Blake Griffin. So damn it. <laughs> no, you'll, we'll talk about that a bit later on oh, but um, yeah we'll start with, with someone like Drummond I think that you know um, a lot of people were you know we're, we're caught in Drummond you know a lot of teams the Celtics uh, you're your right Celtics I know I that you're, you're a Drummond fan mm. you know we, we talk about big big Andre we talk about that so like, yeah. what, episode one maybe we talk about episode one around, yeah, yeah my love it's come up random times yeah, yeah, my love for Andre yeah, so uh, I know that you were advocating for the Celtics to get him uh, the Clippers I, I didn't personally I didn't want Drummond but uh, the Knicks the Hornets some of these other teams wanted him but I mean going to the Lakers if he can stick to that to his role which you know, I, I know I've spoke a lot about you know if he can just kind of be that rim runner rebounder defender then he provides a lot of value to that Lakers team it could be a bit rough at the beginning because there is no AD there's no LeBron right now so we might be seeing some some post ups and some <laughs> some dribble moves which you know we is there a, is there going to be a tragic Bronson alert there could be the a couple year. yeah there, there probably will be several tragic Bronson alerts by, by drummers so. serious tragic Bronson warnings <laughs> coming in the LA area in LA, over yeah. the next couple yeah. weeks it's not Detroit or Cleveland anymore it's Los Angeles so um, yeah, we could be seeing a lot someone's more. Someone's got to tell. Someone's got to tell. Tell Andre, man. You got to leave that. You got to leave that stuff behind. <laughs> Especially if, if you're competing for a ring now, then it's it's time to get serious. Like we're not. We're not, that's we're not like the twelfth seed or anything. Like we're. Bro, we're that's what Lance Stevenson knows. He had one year there, and then LeBron said, "Nah, I'm done with that. No, <laughs> we're trying to win this. now. Yeah, go to China. Get out of it. You're in the G League now. Okay, Andre, this is make or break. Come on now, act right. Shout out Lance. Nah, though. man, I'm ex- shout, shout out Lance. Shout, shout out Lance. Lance. Should be in the league. That's my guy. Game in the league. 100%. Need him back. Get him in the league. We need him back. We joke, but seriously, he is better than a good percentage of players. Yeah, he just he just needs to like tone it down a bit. Because I mean, the ta- the, the school level is undeniable for sure. But it's so high. Yeah. It, that, but hopefully, that gets sorted out. Yeah. Again. But yeah, Andre, man, it's a weird one because this guy can clearly play. I think he probably is the best rebounder in the NBA. Yeah. 
Um, because he's one of the few true, true centers in the NBA and he does nothing outside the paint. But, like, it just, why does it always feel like he's available at this time of year? I get what you mean, yeah. Even when he, yeah, when, it just feels like, when he got traded to Cleveland, it was like, what was the, it was, that was a deadline thing as was well, wasn't John it? John Henson, Brandon Knight, and two second round picks. And it was, the, mm-hmm. everyone was so surprised and it was like, man, he has, he has no value on the league. And the fact that, yeah, the Cavs, couldn't even find a trade partner for him and it took him you know he hasn't played for like what a month for a couple months so yeah. it kind of kind of shows his value around the league which is which is just crazy it's pretty funny like the guy can play he puts numbers up you know I don't know maybe he's like not the best locker room guy or whatever he seems cool just weird to me man how he always seems available um, but yeah good for them going out and getting him like I think it could definitely end up in the long term being there's definitely a big upside it's just always that question with him as well but man when LeBron and AD are healthy I'm interested to see what it'll be like. It, it could be fun. I think it's going to be interesting to see. You know, LeBron is definitely far and away the best passer he's ever had. You know, to to give him the ball and to get him in the ball in scoring positions. So, I like that move for the Lakers. A bit hurt because you know I'd love to have the big penguin in Boston. <laughs> Whatever gets pushed oh, off the that nickname. Uh, the big penguin. Yeah, never heard. Never heard anyone say that about about John. <laughs> Except you. That's the only person I've heard call him that. <laughs> it is true. I promise you, it's true. But okay, just quick off topic. Um, better nickname or, or or better nickname that could possibly not be real. Okay. Uh, Big Penguin for Andre Drummond or the Maple Mamba for RJ Barrett. Maple Mamba is just is so is funny. I mean, uh, I feel like it's blasphemous. I, I swear Wiggins had that. Was that Maple Jordan? <laughs> I swear he had made. Didn't Wiggins have Maple Jordan? Was that? I don't remember. Maple one of them had so one worse. of them had Maple Jordan. I don't remember which one. One of them did. I think it was. I think it was Wiggins. But yeah, I mean, Maple Maple really, was funny. I mean, RJ RJ playing well this year, but I mean, he is playing well. They, yeah, play they well. called him that in high school, or he was given that. In high, I don't know. He gave it to himself in high school. I don't know. I don't know. I think what the it's story even is. funnier that he was like, "Yeah, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna like disown. T- I, I wanna put, I wanna retire the title. Like, bro, no one was using that title really anyway. <laughs> oh, it's funny, man. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um. Right, well, we might as well get into the biggest, the biggest player in, um, the biggest in player in this in this trade deadline, which of course maybe not the biggest player, but in terms of the biggest additions with almost no subtractions, you gotta look at the Brooklyn Nets, man. And I'm running out of things to hate about this team, and that bothers me. Does, does it start with Kyrie? Guys. If it doesn't start with it Kyrie, then with... then stuff, then something's really wrong. I'm not gonna lie to you, Goody. It starts and ends with Kyrie, and that's the problem. Okay. Okay. It, it starts with Kyrie mm. and then it ends with him because I like everyone else. I, I really like everyone else. <laughs> they're making such good moves and they're bringing in really good guys who I want to see get championships and I want to see be successful. But at the same time, I want to be this, this curmudgeon and just hate on everything they're doing. So I'm really conflicted right now. Man. What do you think about the moves? Bringing in Blake, first of all, your boy Blake. And then secondly, um, I mean, they gave him some life, man. They, they I don't know what they injected into his knees, but... Yeah, I mean, he's got some got some hops back. I don't know, man. Um, yeah, I mean, for the Nets, um, I, I feel like those two moves, getting Blake and, and also getting Aldridge, is just kind of depth. You know, they've got, you know, a pretty crowded front court. You know, they got those two guys, obviously, DeAndre Jordan, Jeff Green, mm-hmm. Nicholas Claxton, who's been balling out this season for now. I feel like Steve Nash is probably like, I feel like Steve Nash trusts him the most out of, out of all of those guys. You know what I mean? He closes games for those guys. He's so versatile. He knows what he gets from it. Yeah, versatile defensively. He can kind of switch onto some guards and forwards. So, He's been well for them, um, and obviously I know that you know the social media reaction around Blake and Aldridge has been you know kind of oh well K 
KD is like what, what did they say about like he's stacking the odds against for himself again or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it, it depends on the It's just doing the same thing. It depends on how you view Blake and Aldridge. If you feel as if they're still all star level players then you're gonna feel as, you're gonna feel that if you feel as if they were both you're gonna feel that type of way, yeah. If you feel that both washed, I mean Blake was legitimately terrible in Detroit. <clears throat> so um maybe that was just a case of him just not trying or he wasn't fit enough. Yeah. Now that he's got two, three weeks off, you know, he's kind of um Maybe got a bit and stronger. he hasn't got to carry that load every night, you know, yeah. where he can really effectively have some nights off. Yeah, and just he, come he's in. not. He's not going to start for the twenty minutes. You know, he's playing seventeen, yeah. eighteen minutes a night, so mm. he doesn't have to, you know, bear that load that he would have had in Detroit, where he was the second, third option this season. So yeah. same thing for a guy like Aldridge, you know, where he doesn't have to post up as much. You know, he, even nowadays he's more like a yeah. like a stretch five nowadays. He takes a lot more. I frees. think it's a you make a great point there because I think that especially for a casual fan this is going to be like this is going to outrage some casual fans because it's like a it's a big name more than it is a real big acquisition yeah like there are better players than Aldridge and Blake that got traded and that got moved mm-hmm. but they're the biggest names if this was 2014 oh god Jesus Christ oh my goodness they, Blake Griffin this is an all-star team Blake Griffin DeAndre Jordan Lamarcus Aldridge Kevin Durant James Harden Carrier. All of Jesus. these men have been all stars except for D- DJ, I think. No, D- DJ, DJ was, was one, one time all star. Was he all star once? CP made it. Sour CP. CP made the only Jordan all star. That's. I feel like CP. CP can make almost anyone. And first, you know, first team all NBA as well. That, yeah. Crazy. Mm. Crazy. Yes, you got like a full on all star team there if you look back then. Like, Blake's been washed, but I think obviously he's going to get some energy. You know, he's going to. He's having to do less. He feels better. He's happy. He's enjoying himself. I mean, you saw Harden, like. Harden just changed completely when he was over and when he when he got to when he got to Brooklyn. Like he's, he's having the time of his life now. Good for him. <laughs> Team smiling more. So I think that's it. You know, he took off the fat suit. You know, he's having a good time. Um, one thing I do find interesting about this move is that they have brought in what is effectively one mid-range killer and another guy who can shoot threes now. But Blake does a lot of his work also in the mid-range and he posts and he drives and he does pull-ups and stuff like that. And LaMarcus Aldridge, along with DeRozan, has been the best mid-range player in the league for the last five, ten years. So I do wonder how that's going to work with them spacing the floor. Are they just going to go to Aldridge when, you know, they're resting? KD and Kyrie and Harden? Because that is going to shrink it a little bit, you know. There's going to be a lot more congested, whereas, you know, you want the floor as open as possible for KD and um, Harden and Kyrie. going to be interesting to see how that works out. But end of the day you can't have too much of a good thing you know you got talent it's going to find a way to play together it's going to find a way to work out and it's going to be interesting man but man I hate that I hate it <laughs> I'm going to go on to I'm going to I'm going to have a little rant about the whole buyout thing later on okay. but before that let's 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 keep going with the moves man because um, that was not the only big big player in the east it seems like the east realised that they suck and there's just moves going all around the east because like you said it's a crapshoot right now it could be anyone between 10 and four, you know, yeah. could fall in or fall out, or you know, or kind of end up moving right up. I think it's only like you said, really the. It's really just the Bucks, uh, Bucks, Nets, and and Sixers that are assured of a top seed. Mm. Everyone else is interchangeable, um, and the Magic, just blow it up. What do you think about thank, that, man? Thank just God, blow it up thank, thank, <laughs> thank the Lord they did that because, um, many times mentioned on this podcast, I I don't like the Magic. Very boring team, boring, boring arena, boring commentators, and um, thankfully they've they've realised that you know this this wasn't working out for them. You know, trying to just grab the eighth seed and get swept every year wasn't wasn't really working out. So 
they were like 14th when they made these moves, trading away their three best players, pretty much. They were, they were all yeah. healthy. So, like it for the Magic, you know, a, a, a hard rebuild, get to look get to look at some young guys, see what works, see what doesn't. But, I mean, for the guys that moved on, I mean, um, I like I liked their position for all three of them, really, and where they ended up. Yeah. I think it's great moves for them individually. Like, I think I like it for us, mainly, because the Magic are so flipping irrelevant. Everything about them is irrelevant to me. And, but the problem is they have enough talent where they can beat you and it hurts when they beat you because like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no one wants to see them in in the playoffs I feel like unless you're a Magic fan of course maybe I've never met maybe they want maybe they want picks maybe they want a chance yeah. who wants to go in just to get whacked up by one of the top seeds but I mean I've never met a Magic fan in my life Same. personally yeah. um, it's, it's a strange team but man like I think I like it for everyone I don't know if I love it for the Magic as an organisation because Sometimes, you know, it can get a lot worse before it gets better. And I think sometimes people think, oh, we're just going to rebuild for one year and then we have pieces. Like, yo, the King's been rebuilding for like two decades. Yeah, now. you still have to like actually draft good people as well. That's you, it. There's always the, the and they have shown they can draft fairly well. They yeah. just make bad decisions on who to keep and how yeah, to build around yeah. those players. But yeah, man. Um, okay, out of the three Magic uh, players that are on the move, so we have Fournier to the Celtics, we have Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets, and we have Vucevic to the Bulls three great moves mm. all of those teams are going to get a lot better because of it all of the players are going to be on good teams uh, which of those moves do you like the most um, <clears throat> I'm going to go Aaron Gordon from the Nuggets you know um, they, they lost uh, Jeremy Grant to the Pistons in the off season they kind of lost that that premier defence you know a guy that can you can guard you can put a, a guy on like LeBron or like a Kawhi for example so I haven't got Aaron Gordon not only does he help offensively with, you know, his athleticism. I mean, there was a... Him and Jokic run a pick and roll yesterday. That was, like, really cool to watch. Jokic was the, the boy and, and, you know, Gordon rolled to the rim and it was, it was a great loop. So, there'll be more more that action. But also, I mean, defensively, you know, he's got that versatility. He can switch onto multiple positions and he would help them out because, I mean, they, they've struggled defensively this season. That's where they needed the most, yeah. And, like, they have so many skilled players, but they're not the most athletic team. And I think bringing him in is just like sorry for the background noise uh, <laughs> is just that's just crazy like I think that's that's going to be a really good move for them and like you made a great point that's what I was thinking as well is once again the magic have had just tragic point guards like it's been very poor point guard play or like kind of promising young players who haven't really been able to to dominate now he has Jokic who is probably the best passer in the entire league that's going to be throwing him the ball on backdoor cuts and throwing lobs to him and doing pick and roll and it, it's going to be so much fun. He is going to have the time of his life over the next couple of months in Denver, just you know, catching passes from Jokic and playing in a real good system. And that's why I think it's for all these players. The Magic are just kind of sure they have a system, but now they're going into teams who have set, who have set coaching styles, have a set rotation, are in a good maybe not so much the Bulls, but for the for Fournier, the Celtics, and for Aaron Gordon and the Nuggets, I think it's great moves, man. And I'm I'm really happy for these players who have been grinding, they've been doing their thing, they've been putting up numbers in Orlando. Now they get to go and actually do it on a productive team that's hopefully going to make the playoffs in our case, definitely going to make the playoffs in the Nuggets' case. And I'm excited, man. Uh, what do you think about the Bulls adding Vucevic? It's kind of a weird one between yeah, like two bubble teams or two on-the-bubble teams kind of just swapping players and trying to get uh, one trying to get better and one trying to get worse. Yeah, I think with, with Chicago, I think it's kind of a, a clear intent that they want to make, it, make, want to make the playoffs, you know, whether that's through the playing or just being one of the top eight teams. Uh, to the top six teams even because it's seven and eleven, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, I like it for the Bulls. You know, it's just it's a clear talent upgrade. You know, you want to make a guy like Zach Levine. I think he becomes a free agent pretty soon. You know, um, you want you want him to be able to stay in town. You know, uh, by showing okay, we can have, you know, this this All Star level playing Vucevic back to back All Stars. We can have him in town. We can try and get some wins. We're not just gonna try and build assets and try and get better. You know, in in three four years, we're trying to get better now. So. Um, that's probably their goal as as the franchise. You know, try and get the eighth seed, try and sneak in there. If we lose in the first round, okay, maybe so what? You know, well, it's a growing sign for us. You know, Chicago. I mean, they, those those fans. You know, those guys are so passionate. I mean, they've seen the nineties and Jordan. They saw Derrick Rose and all this stuff. They saw Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure you know, even though it would be the eighth seed, they still desperate to make the playoffs. So. 100%. It's a good move for them. One hundred percent. I I agree. I think they've kind of almost realised that hey, we're in the Eastern Conference. You know, it doesn't take a lot to be a to be a playoff team here. Let's just make sure we go and do it. And definitely to your point of just making moves, I think it's so easy to be in the lottery and just kind of hope that a rebuild is going to fall into your lap or a great player is going to fall to you. You know, you never know how picks don't play. You never know how it's going to turn out. Making actual moves to get proven NBA talent once again to support Zach Levine. If he chooses to stay, I think Levine and um, and, and Vucevic can be a great tandem and then now it becomes a, a more enticing spot for free agents and I think this this Bulls team I believe this is going to be enough to definitely get them into the playing tournament and I think this could even be enough to get them in I think I, I like their chances now I like their chances over I think I feel like this makes them a better team than the Hawks and I feel like they could definitely do something possibly even um, against uh, the Hornets or even give my Celtics problems but the reason I like this the most is just because um as you said, the fans in Chicago, like, I love Chicago. It's a great city. Um, I think that they are one of the most passionate fan bases. And they are going to be crazy about just having a playoff team. Just having a team in there. Yeah. And that's not the same for Orlando. Like, I feel like even Orlando, the buzz is not that big around the city. And you want to have the best players playing in markets where they're going to be appreciated. Same for, like, the and Knicks as well. So. Same for the Knicks. Yeah. yeah. The NBA is a better place when the Knicks are good. And I feel like the NBA is a better place when the Bulls are good, same as when the Lakers are good. And it's just exciting times. And I want to see some of these kind of traditionally, you know, powerful and respected franchises coming back to prominence. And of course, they bring in Daniel Tice as well, which I think is another great move. I'm very sad to see him go. We're going to get onto this soon. But once again, just bringing in proven NBA talent. They've had a few years where they're mixing up with young players and bringing in like kind of bringing in odd players here and bringing in guys from G Leagues and whatever. Now they've said, right, we've worked out our young core. We've worked out who we want. Now let's go and get some legit players to play alongside these guys. And I like that move a lot, man. Nice. Yeah, a couple of departures from our squads, man. A couple of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. fairly long ti- long-term long guys who have departed, man. Mm. I wish I had a drink because I'll pour one out <laughs> for, for, for two of my guys that, that were traded. Um, of course, I mean, my guy Lemon Pepper Lou, man. They, you guys did him right. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We sent him, sent him home, sent him home to the Hawks. I mean, uh, sent him home. Uh, yeah, get, getting him for Rondo and the two, the second round picks were a bit excessive. You know, uh, I thought we didn't need to. I don't think we need to send them two seconds. I felt the same as well. It was a bit, a bit excessive. But I mean, um, all in all, I mean, I, I'm not mad about the trade. You know, uh, Rondo, you know, proven playoff performer. Uh, Lou Williams is the opposite. So. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, Lou in general, you know, he he was really wasn't good at all this season. He did try a bit defensively, but the offense just wasn't really clicking in with what Ty Lue's kind of system runs. Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, those guys have been 
so good for us over the past couple of weeks for the Clippers. So it kind of kind of felt like Lou was kind of the odd man out. With Rondo, you don't necessarily have to play him as much in the regular season. Just kind of ease yeah. him into stuff. When it comes to the playoffs, you know, we see what he does. It's but also, Rondo. also Rondo off the court, you know, that's that's kind of, you can argue that's where he's most valuable. Just his voice, you know, he's him. I feel like him and CP, whenever you watch those two play, they're the most vocal. Like, you can hear them every time, down, up and down the floor. Whether it's offense, whether it's defense. You always hear those guys. So, that can help, you know, our star players like Kawhi, PG, and help our young players. So, all in all, I like the move. You know, Lou, you know, I appreciate for what he did. But, yeah, time to move on from. Definitely, man. I think it's so funny you say that because I think it's also funny that, that CP and Rondo have beef. They, yeah, they're the same they, guy they hate, in so many ways. So similar. <laughs> they hate each other, but they're so similar, mm. and that's a that's a good thing. That's a compliment to both of them. They have great qualities. Um, yeah, man. I, first off, I'm worried about Lou possibly gaining twenty to thirty pounds over the next year or so with him being in Atlanta, just up in up in Magic City, living his best life, you know. Yeah. But he's been great for you guys. Uh, good for him, you know. Move on. I know you're happy because I saw you tweeting out multiple times how badly you wanted Lou. Well, well, you know, well maybe, but. Maybe, maybe you're just saying I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't be, I against, wouldn't be against, yeah. Against it's also not still sad to him go, but yeah, uh, I'd say I wasn't as upset as some people were because, I mean, they really love Lou. They really hurt. I see, he's a great guy. You know, yeah. He's been a, he's great, yeah. almost like a cult hero in in, in Clippertown yeah. for, for a while now. But man, with Rondo, bro, you're just getting a proven winner, proven player. And I'm not saying this because he's an ex-Celtic, but like <laughs> I just love the guy, man. I think he's great. And when I think back to the the problems you had with the Nuggets last year, I feel like I don't want to go out. I, I can't say that Rondo stops that happening, but I feel like when when a team goes on a good run against you, Rondo is the kind of guy that will stop that. He will slow it down. He will make sure you get good looks on offense. Yeah, he can hold guys accountable gonna, as well. Just yeah. that's it. He is going to be a leader. He is going to make sure that the team is run the right way. Everyone's buying in together. And then, like you said, he's going to make sure that yo know, we had a couple bad possessions. Cool. I'm going to make sure that PG gets the ball where he wants it or Kawhi gets it. And also, he's going to demand respect. And I feel like sometimes you guys, like, I love PG and Kawhi. Sometimes they jack up questionable shots. That is true. Especially is true. When, when they're trying to get himself back in the game or when they're trying to stop a run or whatever. Rondo is just a calming influence on a Clippers team, which I think you guys have great potential. And now going forwards, I really like you guys. as Probably I'd put you guys as the second second best team in the West right now with this move. And I really like the way you guys are looking. Nice. All right, let's talk about... Yeah. Your Celtics, you know, you guys made My two acquisitions. Oh, you guys okay. made two moves. You know, uh, the which one are we talk about? Let's talk about the Fournier one. You know, uh, Fournier, Fournier traded to the Magic, traded to the Celtics rather for yeah. Jeff Teague. You know, Celtics legend Jeff Teague, and uh, two second round picks. What was your what was your thoughts on Fournier? Well, Fournier is a baller, man. Like, I think he's deceptively good because he looks like he's about 40 years old mm. and people don't realize that like, he's he's in a, effectively in prime. He's averaging over 20 points a game this year, I believe, or around 20 points a game. You go for two second round picks. That's nothing. And Jeff Teague. I don't care. And if, Jeff Teague. And Jeff, Jeff Teague. No. So we go in for two second round picks and nothing. That's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was saying to my boy Aaron, who's a Celtics fan as well, I was saying, hey, if you want to go halves, man, we'll split Jeff Teague's plane fare. I'll buy his plane ticket out of Boston. He got waived by the Magic now, so... <laughs> maybe he'll get that's Joe laughing that's Joe laughing maybe we get Jeff bought out team, or maybe man. you'll be in China next year I mean who knows it's one or the who other who knows who knows uh, you know I want to like Jeff Teague man he seems like a good guy but he just was not cutting it at all not cutting it um, but yeah great move I think Fournier is a great player I'm excited to see what he does off the bench 
I think as well this can eat away some of Kemba's minutes, which I'm not against. You know, this means you play smart point guard, you have Evan at uh, two guard, then Jalen and, and Jason, you know, and everyone can shoot, everyone can defend a little bit. I just think it's a good move, man. Um, I like that move a lot. Didn't give away too much. It's basically a rental, but, you know, I'd give up two second-round picks for a rental. Um, could we need something to happen. Yeah. <laughs> we need <a> something. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll it's talk about the, the, second. the second one. This one, I feel like, might hit a bit closer to home for you. Uh, this losing Javante Green and Daniel Tice uh, in place of Luke Cornet and Mo Wagner, two, two white stretch fives. Basically, that's basically pretty much what you get. So, what were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, uh, great observation. I like that. I like that. Tice is effectively uh, effectively a white stretch five. Is it because he's German? We don't class him as white. I like that. Oh yeah, Tice, Actually, Tice, Tice yeah. is undersized, like seven foot. He's undersized. You're right. Yeah, I'm like se- right. like Corn- Cornet and Wagner like seven foot. So that's kind of why I was. Tice is actually Tice is really like six nine, but he plays center. But yeah, I hundred percent get what you're saying. Um, this one hurt. I get it from business standpoint. You know, we had to kind of avoid some tax money or you know save some money somewhere. Nah, Tice is my guy, man. I love Tice so much. He leads the li- leads the league in in foul call in in I would say BS foul calls against him. He has the most questionable foul calls. <laughs> referees hate him. He also leads the league in shouts at referees per game, which I think is fun. But yeah, man, he's he's a great player. I loved watching him play. Uh, hurts me a little bit. I remember seeing him a couple years back playing in our summer league team, and I was like, bro, this guy was dumb athletic. I was like, who's this this white dude who's just dunking and shooting threes on the other end? Like he's just going all over the place. And then, you know, Brad trusted him. He had a great run kind of coming in off the bench. Then he was starting for a year or two. I like what he gives. And I think he's going to be great on the balls. I think, you know, he's probably going to be coming off the bench. But that's probably where his talent is, really and truly. He can do a bit better off the bench. Great player. Sad to see him go. Javante Green is what I've been telling you about Javante Green. I think this guy has so much potential. Jump out the gym hops. Um... I hope he gets some minutes because I feel like this guy could really be out of the league now. I worry about it a little bit. <laughs> that was Tatum's boy, I'm pretty sure. Like, those guys are like, really close. So It was Tatum's boy, yeah. yeah. And um, like apparently Tice was really like, they had like a big meeting kind of, and just everyone said their goodbyes, which is sad. But, you know, I'm, as much as I'm against it, I was the one saying we need to make moves. So I can't complain when moves are made, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, man, sad to see Tice go. So if I had, if I had a drink, I'd pour one out. I don't, so... Just man, Tice, have fun in Chicago, man. Go make them a playoff team. A quick shout to Chicago as well. Um, this is one thing I, I forgot to mention earlier. I do see some slight similarities um, between the Chicago team of this year and then potentially the Clippers team of two years ago. Do you remember the team when you guys got in as the eight seed? Yeah. And then you took the Warriors six. Mm-hmm. And then you lost, but you lost with character. And you lost with heart. And you guys fought. And you guys, like, from being kind of, not irrelevant, but from... Not from a team that no one really expected to do much. You came and you challenged in the playoffs, and then that made you guys a great destination for trades and free agents. And I feel like there could be the ability Chicago, if Chicago can get in the playoffs through the tournament or just get up to the sixth seed, yeah, which is unlikely. If they can do that and make some noise in the playoffs, all of a sudden I would see them as a serious destination for signing trades and free agents and all that good stuff because you know it's proven that it doesn't have to be a lot of time guys want to go to teams who are at least semi contenders yeah. you know so having the cap room isn't necessarily the best way to go and i think i would say i'm put a loose prediction out there that within the next 2 years the bulls are going to be a top 4 seed again okay okay Good okay the bulls. that's my prediction Watch out yeah for that. a couple other Watch out for that um speaking of moves the heat made moves you know yeah. they've been kind of very very disappointing this season but you know you kind of take up a pinch of salt because of the covid and injuries and stuff like that they go out and get Oladipo. 
Uh, what do you think of that movement? Um, well, first of all, I want to talk about what, what Houston got in return for the depot. That, the, the, <laughs> what did they get in return? return? They got Avery Bradley, who, I mean, the <laughs> listeners know how I feel about that man. You know, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Kelly Olenek, which, I mean, Miami fans, if you see the amount of Miami fans that hate Olenek on Twitter, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to miss him at all. And they got, it was like a draft swap, which is in, in like the second round. So the fact that they got no young players or no real assets for Oladipo, even though Oladipo is an expiring deal, but everyone knew Oladipo wanted to be a man. That, that was talked about for like, even before COVID, I think that was like the rumors yeah. were Oladipo's, he was, he wanted to go Back to man. Indie times, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, a bit surprised that Houston didn't get any, any good young players, any draft assets for him, but I mean, as for the depot to Miami, uh, it's a decent move. I, I like it for them. I, I feel like they've struggled with shooting this year. I think they're like 28th, 27th in terms of three-point percentage, which is a bit surprising because last year, I think they were third. You know, they had they were lights Tyler out. Hero, Duncan Robertson, uh, all these guys come off the bench and get dragged, all these guys. So the fact that they're so low this year, all the depot is kind of a so-and-so shooter. You know, he's kind of being consistent. Some, some nights will hit six, some nights he won't hit for like three four games in a row so yeah uh defensively he'll help as well i think if, if you can kind of buy in on that end but and also just motivation you know he wanted he's wanted to be in miami for so long so maybe that motivates him to be a bit well so but uh they they, they definitely they're a better team for it that's the key i think a lot of people are talking about this like oh watch out for the heat now watch out i don't i don't buy it um because like you said they need shooting and he is one of the streakiest shooters you can get he's below 40 percent or around 40 percent Right now from the field. Not from free. From like the field. You know. Um, he's a high volume shooter. Um, he's going to take a lot. I think it could have great upside. Yeah. But at the same time. I'm like. I just. I don't, I don't see it man. I don't see it paying off right now. Um, Olenek was hated. But at the same time. He's a stretch five. You know. You know. He, at least he has some height. Um, yeah. The Rockets got absolutely nothing. This might be the worst year for trades. Any team has ever. I've never seen a team sabotage themselves so much. Houston. With their own front office decisions. Oh as Houston has. Yeah. That's so, so much stuff. <laughs> so much bad stuff. So much stuff. Jesus. These are the kind of moves that if you tried to make them on two K, they would. They, it wouldn't. It wouldn't allow you to make them. Yeah, they wouldn't. No team would accept them. It's crazy. But um, sometimes NBA is stranger than fiction. But yeah, I think I feel like if anything, obviously it's a big upside in the sense that you're bringing in a guy who wants to be there in Oladipo, and you know you've seen how guys buy into Heat culture. Jimmy Butler went to a new level when he got there. You know. They consistently draft well and have good players. I feel like this could even be a move, in a sense, to give Tyler Hero and and uh, Duncan Robinson a bit of a kick up the backside and be like, "Yo, guys, sort it out." Like yeah. we will bring in another, we will bring in another dude, a proven NBA All Star and NBA and NBA talent. If you guys aren't kind it, and I think that's that's going to be interesting. I don't know how all these guys are going to share the ball and share the floor. Mm. They're going to. It feels like a little bit like a Phoenix kind of four guard lineup at some point. We might see. What do that? Let's all. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but man, it's gonna be interesting. But um, yeah, I just don't, I don't buy into the Miami Heat getting significantly better. I still think they're gonna need a playing tournament, you know, to to make it to postseason. Yeah, speaking about I mean, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, I mean, those are the two guys. The rumors were for so long that those guys could have been part of a trade for Kyle Lowry. You know, the mm-hmm. the trade that you know that never happened. You know, there was all the rumors even to the last day that the Lakers. We're gonna be, you know, the one well considered, you know, one of the front runners for Larry, but yeah, inter- Sixers were involved. I'm shocked yeah. that he's still there, to be honest. I'm shocked, uh, but you know what? I kind of like it. I like that Toronto said this is our best player in franchise history, 
and yes, he's 35 years old and whatever, but we still see him as being more valuable than what you're offering. I think so many teams are so terrified of guys leaving in free agency that they'll take, they'll do a Houston and take nothing. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Sometimes just having a guy leave in free agency is better than getting two nothing players or nothing picks back, you know? Then you always have to find something to do with them or you have to kind of justify trading, justify the trade by keeping them around for another year or two when they're not really worth it. I mean, I'm not mad at, I'm not mad at Masai Ujiri for keeping them around. I'm not mad at the move for Toronto. Um, Kyle Lowry's probably going to dip in the summer, but, yeah. you know, at least then he can do it on his own terms. I'm not mad at it, but... I am definitely surprised that he didn't make a move and that surprised that no one didn't really make a bigger play to go get him, you know? Yeah. Give up some stuff, you know? I think the, I, the, surely you can't... I think the Lakers they didn't want to give up um Taylor Horton Tucker, the the young twenty year old. Which I mean Yeah. I, I know that, you know, he's one for the future, but do you want to prioritize thirty six year old LeBron James and go and get a guy that can, can make you contend? End of the day, the Horton Tucker is not gonna be there when he's not going to hit his prime when LeBron's still there. Yeah. You know, it's gonna if he does hit a prime, it's gonna be yeah, it's wasted. I, I would have definitely made that move. I mean, you just kind of realistically thought you were gonna do a a two second round picks for Kawari. Like you have to give them something in return, and I th- I think it's crazy that they didn't do it with with the fact we're halfway through a season, you know, and the fact that this is where it's like if you believe in your team, you go and make moves to make a run, and either the teams thought they were good enough or they just didn't want to give up. And that's I think the Nets almost put a bit of fear in. Put, put a bit of fear in some teams being like man even if we do go and make a move can we beat a team that now has KD, Kyrie yeah. Harden, DJ all these guys you know I think that a bit of mind games from the Nets might have even happened there <laughs> where like hang on let me not give up my future because it might not be enough um, getting on to the Nets again I just want to quickly talk about the whole buyout thing yeah. and I know this is going to sound like me just hating because the Nets went out and won the buyout market whatever but I hate it man I feel like there needs to be a rule change with the buyouts. I feel like either you can only sign one player off buyouts or just it needs to be changed up because you're letting teams out of making awful signings. And I know the guy still gets his money. Like They're like, oh, well, the player still gets paid. Don't worry, we'll pay him and he gets to go sign somewhere else. End of the day, if Blake Griffin is a free agent or Lamarck Soldiers is a free agent, they do not sign minimum contracts with the Nets. They only do it because they're getting, still getting paid their money for whatever else they're owed. And it just feels like, I'm fine with one. Mm-hmm. But don't add two previous All-Star. Come on now. <laughs> Silver, do something about this. That's a decent years. point, you know, about, the, about the, um, the, that they wouldn't have signed the minimum deal if there was a real free agency. That's a good point. Yeah, because it's like, it's easy to take less money when you're getting it from somewhere else and you're, yeah, and you're still getting yours from the old team yeah mm. like if you want to go and do a David West and leave 12 million on the table to go and play for a chase a ring all, all credit to you but it's like they're having their cake and eating it too and I'm, I'm not a fan of that and I just feel like have one but there's got to be a rule on like just ah, it's not like <laughs> buying stocks tonight and just it's just, it's, it's just cheeky it's a cheeky move from the Nets and it's a great move it's a very smart move and maybe I'm just saying it because we didn't get any one of the buyouts. We didn't get Andre Drummond. Maybe if we got Andre Drummond, I'd be a bit I mean, more there, There's been it. talk about a certain Boogie Cousins, washed Boogie Cousins in Chesty. <laughs> 30-year-old, can't move anymore, DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> That's it. I like you said DeMarcus Cousins because he's, he's Boogie no more. <laughs> I'm just going to say DeMarcus. DeMarcus Cousins rumours. Yeah, man. Actually, I've been calling him DeMarcus Cousins more and more, more lately anyway. Yeah, I started the season. Boogie yeah, title. Boogie, when he was in New Orleans and Sacramento, Boogie. 
I just call him Boogie. Boogie. Call him Boogie. Now it's Demarcus Cousins. It's sad. Yeah. But I mean, third big behind Robert Williams, Robert Williams, Tristan Thompson, Demarcus Cousins. Yeah. I mean, who says no? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah. If nothing else, he brings a bit of fire in it. Like him and Marcus Smart. Remember yeah, that fight they had? Mo, Mo, Mo Wagner. Oh, him and Marcus Smart. Yeah. <laughs> like Marcus Smart rookie year, he just dragged yeah. him to the ground. That'd be cool. Marcus. <laughs> Why does Marcus Smart? I feel like he has a bit of small man syndrome where he just feels like he needs to prove himself against these big guys. Oh no! To be fair, Boog- that was all boogie. <laughs> Marcus Smart did yeah. nothing wrong there. <laughs> he like he like set like a he just set a sc- I think he just set a screen and then Marcus yeah. just grabbed him by the jersey, just grabbed him. yeah. Just was, said yeah. he just took offense to it. Yeah, yeah. Don't scream. But that was the great don't days where me. boogie just boogie just woke up and chose violence. Yeah, he was mad at the world right then. Yeah. He's playing for, you know he's playing for the Kings, Sac- so... Okay. If I was in Sacramento, maybe I would be too. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Playing for the Kings is nothing great. I can't knock him for that. But yeah, just for like going forward, just maybe police the buyout a little more. Adam Silver, please. Just police it. Because now it's just like every year, what's the point of, of us talking about, you know, predicting the league at the start of the season? What's the point of real free agency? Because halfway through the season bad teams that have star players can just say right we want to tank we're going to buy out our star player you can go sign with the best team and it's always the same four teams <laughs> well, not the same four teams but it's always like it's always the teams that are already in first or second or first second or third that make these moves like no one's buying out Blake Griffin for him to go and sign with the Wizards you know <laughs> it's just the rich get richer Judy, and I'm sick of it and it's not a team thing yeah because whether it's the Lakers, the Clippers, the Celtics, the Sixers, whatever, last year it could have been the Bucks doing it. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, we're gonna get Mark Gasol, we're gonna get Paul Gasol. Oh, you're sick of your like aging superstar player? Just pay his contract, pay him to come play for us. That would never happen in another sport, and I'm sick of it. Yeah. Good. But yeah. Anyway. That's that's a that's a little uh, every two episodes is like a, it's like a rant from you. So. Yeah, man. I'm so sorry to to to. to <laughs> To you, because I'm just just here talking your ear. Hey man, it's, man, it's, stuff it's entertaining. Yeah, like I said, you're just the, you're just the, the big fan of the league. You're just like you want everyone to have a good time and just you know play ball. And I'm like, no, this is wrong, and I need to make a stand about it. I need to complain about it. But I haven't had any Kyrie slander for like two episodes now, so that's something. Progress. I wish I wish no ill on him. I, I you know more you know more life to Kyrie. Good for him. You know, getting all these players and helping out. That sounds like a bit. Nah, a bit sarcastic there. Yes. Sounds a bit. Nah, I, I feel like it's good for him, you know. Carry in the super friends, you know. Keep doing the thing. More power to you. <laughs> Crazy what you need to do to beat LeBron. Beat a 36 year old. That's what you need to do. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> but I'm not mad. I'm not hate. I'm not going to hate. And the sun is shining from my window. I'm about to go play ball in a bit. Yeah, man. I need to be positive, Cutie. I'm positive. Positive. Need some mid ranges from what we talked about last last episode. Some mid ranges for me. That's it. I need to do it, man. But you know what? Like Aldridge, I like Aldridge a lot. Like he is one of my favorite players to watch. Um, I like Blake. It's all good, man. Um, before we before we close this out, uh, what do you think this does to the championship picture? Uh, do you think any anyone seriously shoots up? Anyone falls off? Any changes to potential East and West finals predictions? What are you thinking? Um. Not drastically. I, I feel like um, some teams definitely got you know a bit better. I feel like the Nuggets, you know, as I mentioned before, Ryan Gordon, uh, the Bucks. You know, even though we we, we talk about PJ getting PJ Tucker, um, like Great a couple move. couple weeks ago, he's a guy who you can put into your closing lineup. You know, if you're if you're playing like a team at the Nets and they're going super small, you can put PJ on a on a KD or on a 
brought in a James Harden for, for a couple of stretches. So I like that move for them. I'm not sure any move really puts a team was like, oh, now they're favourites. So now they're like... They got Rivers as well, right? Yeah, Austin Rivers, he's going to be in yeah, a buyout as well. Move. Good defensive card for them, but... I think it's it's kind of like they've 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 really kind of doubled down on like yo we're gonna give the ball to Giannis and everyone else get out of the way and go to the three point line and we are gonna live and die by catch and shoot threes off yeah. you know, people double teaming Giannis and that's cool you know you got your identity go for it they get better it's how they make those um, shots because last year that's that, it, that boy. wasn't really the case for them that wasn't the case I think um, the Nuggets for me are the one that like they just got better in all facets well Javale McGee who we didn't mention they oh, also yeah, got. Yeah. Um, that's a great backup for Jokic because like the exact opposite of Jokic <laughs> yeah, yeah. rim protector run jump dunk um, I think that's good I think this definitely moves them up and I think this could be it could be wrapped for the Suns you know wow okay Suns have had a great season they're really promising but when I look at uh, LA both LA teams and uh, Denver making acquisitions and Utah already the best team I think I don't know if the Suns will fall out of a top 4 seed but I feel like if any team gets upset in the first round, it will be the Suns. Because I definitely, I feel like the teams around them have all got better. The Utah Jazz are already great. Mm-hmm. Even Portland added Norman Powell, great, great addition there. Yeah. I just feel like all of the West contenders got better, except for the Suns. And, you know, CP is a miracle worker, but I feel like this is going to be another first round exit for CP now, which. Uh, that would make me sad. That would make me sad too. Hopefully they stay, if they can stay in the second seed, then they, at least they should have a favorable matchup and get out of the first round. But. Yeah. I worry about them. Yeah, man. I think the East is going to be crazy fun now because, you know, Celtics get a bit better, the Heat get a bit better. Then can the, can the Knicks and Hornets and Hawks hold on to their great start to the season? It's going to be exciting. Um, is there a reason that we should think that the league is still going to be competitive? Like, is there a reason we should watch? Are the Nets just going to win it all? What do you think, man? Nah, there's still a reason. Yeah. It's, there's still a re- it's, it's not like when the Warriors got KD because I mean we all, everybody knew Golden State were going to win because I was like yeah I just sighed as soon as I heard <laughs> nobody, nobody was beating them out east nobody was beating them out west nobody's beating Cleveland out east and we all know Cleveland weren't going to be Golden State so we just knew what was going to happen already and that happened back to back years so um, definitely yeah they're, they're still definitely uh, maybe you know the Nets are definitely heavy favourites coming out of the west I keep saying that keep coming out coming out of the east but I mean, if they go up against, because they got so many West Western All Stars, like yeah, KD it's, it's, and Harden, it's confusing. Yeah, <laughs> it's so confusing. But yeah, if they, if ever they play in the finals, I mean, it could be an entertaining matchup. You never know. That's it. That's what I tell people to to think. I think people are so quick to talk about. Ah, oh, that's what they've done to uh, me as well. That's what they've done to beat LeBron. Ah, oh, Nets, Lakers. There is a very good chance that a team that is not from LA comes out of the West. Yeah. There is a very good chance that a different LA team comes out. I could see. Anyone between I can see any of five teams coming out of the West, especially right especially with that injury to AD and LeBron. Who knows exactly. if it, if it takes them? Know. Could take them a while to come back, take off some rust. I mean, who knows? That's it. They were yeah. There there are so many questions around that. And once again, I feel like the Bucks got better. I I feel like the Celtics can beat anyone in a playoff series. I don't think we would beat the Nets or the Sixers, but you know I feel like we could do we could do a bit of madness. The Bucks are going to be interesting. Giannis is he's going to have some fire in him this year to really prove that he can do in the playoffs. It's going to be exciting. And honestly, it would not surprise me one bit if neither the Nets or Lakers win the final, win the championship game. So that's that's people. Stay positive. Basketball <laughs> is not played on paper. That's right. Who would have thought, man? Who would have made it last year? Who'd have thought? There you go. Who'd have thought? In COVID times, in in you know pandemic NBA, anything can happen. And um, but just quickly, if I had to press you for a quick final prediction. Who are you picking? Um, I'll rep the Clippers. Clippers Nets. 
I, I agree. I'm going to say Clippers Nets too. All right, all right. Hopefully. That's the, that might be the first thing we've ever agreed on, you know. <laughs> oh, let's hope, Look let's hope, that. let's hope. Let's hope, man. Yeah, I've abandoned my Celtics. But yeah, Clippers Nets, I see, I see the way it goes. And if it is, bro, I'm going to come through. Hopefully, the things are relaxed. We can link up, watch a game. Oh. You can bring me a Clippers jersey. Yeah. Because you know I'm going to be supporting hard. <laughs> hard for Rondo to lock up Kyrie Evan but yeah man it's going to be exciting the playoffs are coming soon you know more episodes coming soon uh, we should have a guest on for the next episode potentially so we're going to be excited for that um, just make sure you stay tuned with us guys you know be on Twitter um, yeah stay tuned man it's an exciting time for basketball Chikuti I'm going to let you uh, I'm going to let you sign off man thank you guys another episode another episode down thank you guys so much for the support this is episode 30, I believe. So, um, yep. 30 episodes. Episode. Still crazy to, you know, think we've done 30 of these. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for the support and we'll see you soon. Peace. That's it. Um, I, I know you said peace, but I'm going to say Okay, so my bad, my bad, my bad. No, no, that's fine. I was like, I'll let you do it because I wanted to come at the end. I just wanted to say a massive thank you, of course, to everyone for listening, supporting for 30 years. 30 years. But I want to give, sorry, 30 episodes. Imagine <laughs> 30, 30, 30 episodes. But um, I want to give an even bigger thank you to my broadcast partner my editor my flipping the man who makes the podcast happen in Chikudi and I want to wish you a massive uh, shout out and a big happy birthday for the other day for Big 22 um, yeah man just wish you all the best man I can't wait to link up soon and, and, and see you and celebrate in person but Appreciate yeah man, just big shouts to all the work you do um, getting my getting my ass through this podcast man because it's a joint effort we both do know. we make each other better it's a joint effort we do. I do very little research, but, you know. I just come with a lot. I just come with a good attitude, you know. I come with good, good attitude, and good energy. You know, you're the brains behind the operation. But um, yeah, big shouts to everyone for listening. Thirty episodes. Hope to have thirty more over the next year or so. Um, yeah, guys, have a good one. Take care. Peace, Peace out.